guys welcome back to needles hooks and dirty looks podcast i'm Brittany. i'm sarah and this is 23 national workaholics day when your hobby becomes your side hustle i'm working on lots of hobby side hustles right now who can join us in that are big having multiple streams of income and i don't care if it's an additional that you're making via your side hustle. It's still a side hustle. So workaholics unite. Here we are. Uh, right. We're celebrating all of us crazies that just can't get enough of whatever it is we do on the side to supplement our income. Um, I don't know. I think it's a fine you're towing when you're talking about your hobby also becoming your side hustle. Because I think... A lot of people get really gung-ho and starting out being like, yes, I love glitter. Personally, I love glitter. You guys know that. So, like, for me, like, I'm going to start this glitter business, and I love glitter, and I'm going to turn it into a business and make money. But then you're burnt out because you're spending all hours of the night on your glitter business, and it maybe sometimes gets not so fun. So I think it's a pretty fine line you've got to tow. Yeah. I like it more when I'm making what I like and selling it after it's made instead of taking specific orders yes i think that that's great that you do it that way actually because you're still getting the joy out of doing what you want and not because you're on someone's like specific time constraint for a birthday gift or right whatever Uh, and sometimes i don't want to make something that's pink i want to make something that's blue or (laughs) gray you know and I don't know. I personally, I like making things that I want to make as I feel like making them and then selling them instead of taking orders. Yeah, I think that that's a really good approach, especially, like I said, to not get or feel burned out. I feel like that's a big part of it is you still have to enjoy it. So, but by all means, if you can find a way, you know, some people I've noticed in some of my knitting groups you know, they make a small side hustle by writing patterns and publishing those patterns. Yep. Um, it may not be much, you know, if the pattern's $2, but you get 100 people, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a couple hundred dollars you just made. Right. That's on my bucket list of things that I want to do eventually is maybe a pattern or two. The only thing is, I need to get out of my own head because my problem is twofold, really. One, that someone will get upset because the pattern maybe has like a mistake or something in it. And I don't handle criticism very well, as you can imagine. (laughs) And so I feel like that would make me not want to do it. But also, what was my second one? There was something else. Oh, I would be afraid that it would be something that would already be copywritten and I would unimplicate someone's pattern and get myself sued. Okay, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh, follow big giant court case this year. I was going to say, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh, okay. So Ed Sheeran had this huge court case this year. Uh, our listeners there in the UK are probably all too probably sick of it really and familiar because it was like super public in their highest of courts oh they still wear like the wigs and stuff for Mm -hmm. 
over there, which I find really interesting and fun. Like, I would show up to court if I knew everybody was going to be dressed in those time periods. <laughs> white wig. Um, right. But nonetheless, Ed Sheeran, there was a song that sounded very similar to one of his songs that the guy was claiming, like, copyright infringement on, or not, I don't know, music rights. I don't know what the technical terminology is here, but essentially saying Ed Sheeran stole his song. Well, Ed Sheeran was able to prove in court saying, like, look, this song sounds like that. This song sounds like this song. This song sounds like that song. Like, you can't deny influence if it's, you know, you're not trying to copy it exactly. But if you hear all these songs and then you're thinking of a song, like, you can't un you can't tell your brain not to have that as an influence to your pattern making, for example, in this case. Right. Uh, that's why I called you Ed Sheeran, because it was <laughs> well and there's so many different ones out there it's like where do you draw the line I don't know I know and I don't know I I don't know there's a one that I just saw and I, I'm not usually a pattern buyer I strictly search free patterns because for me I think I'm just so new that I don't know I'm not into buying patterns yet because I feel like I would probably struggle to complete like a a fancier pattern mm -hmm. so maybe down the road but i've not i've bought one pattern so far and it was for the fish lips kissed fish kiss lips gosh that one's a mouthful heel pattern portion of a sock so oh. one fun thing about trying to make socks is like if you like from the top down or you want to knit from the toe up or whatever, you don't always have to do like a gusset and flap type of heel. You can do different variations on the heel that may be easier or a little more intricate if you want more detail, whatever. So I bought by that pattern for the heel and I'm going to be honest, I bombed it and still have no clue what I'm doing. So hopefully sometime down the road, it makes sense to me because I did buy that pattern. But for now it's, it's a no for me dog and my best Randy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like you could totally write patterns because here's what you could do. Like these crochet groups, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they're the same as my knitting groups. A lot of my knitting groups will say, hey, I'm a pattern writer and I'm looking for 10 people who want to test this pattern and tell me if it works out good. And if I have seen people do that. Yeah. So maybe start by doing it that way. Just like baby. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hold on a second. I, I, I can't win today. I cannot win today. Hold on. Relocating. I enjoy it. Uh, while you're relocating, I will warn everybody here that if they happen to hear, yep, uh, lots of horn honks. It's be uh, far up and I'm the car tonight, but everybody in the parking lot, I've realized, does not just appreciate the lock button from inside the car when they shut the door. Everybody here. Beep, beep, lock their car as they're walking away. Oh my gosh. So, uh, a parking lot full of fancy cars and a lot of beep beeping here at baseball today. Um, our districts for Little League are pretty far from our house. And quite frankly, we are probably going to take a whip in tonight. So, nothing like driving an hour and a half one way for a game, you know, you're probably going to get beat in. But here we are nonetheless with. Uh... Let me tell you all, for our friends not here in Ohio with us, in the sweltering heat, um, 96 real feel, 103. So, yeah, it's a really, it's a really good time for an outdoor sporting event with no shade. 
Yeah. Be jealous, everyone. Well, I was just sitting outside. Then we'll be coming home here soon. And I know that the dogs will get riled up. It's like, I'll just sit outside. Then that way nobody can hear them. <sighs> For... There's a lot of kids outside now, outside screaming and running laps around the house and stuff. So I feel that in my soul i felt kind of bad the other day so here of course in the united states it is uh we had our fourth of july independence day holiday yesterday i know we've got some other countries uh algerius uh having some uh independence this week we had canada day on friday so there's all sorts of countries celebrating i feel like this week mm -hmm. uh you and your family, of course, came over to our house for fireworks the other day, and so did one of our coworker friends and her family. And I felt a little bad because between all the kids, they were really loud. They were really loud and rambunctious and excited. And I felt a little bad for the neighbors, but then half of me also didn't because they're kids and it's a holiday, so whatever. Um, but I, I feel you with neighbors that are loud. There, we. I don't usually. I mean, I don't mind, but. I, I went outside so that it would not be noisy, and what? it was, in fact, noisy. <laughs> well, I would have it no other way. Expecting <laughs> right. uh, something, expect something completely opposite of what you wanted to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm in my craft room oh, right now. That's really exciting. I'm try to be as quiet as possible in here. So what? Sorry. Is it... Do you do you have airflow back there? No. <laughs> so, friends, what Sarah is saying, as if you're not reading between the lines here, her craft room gets a little heated. And when I say a little, I mean a lot. So she's basically sitting in a sauna recording. Our she's in a sauna. We're really off to a fine Tuesday evening here. <laughs> oh, and I just dropped sorry this is because i just don't have my normal space i'm all sorts of discombobulated here but we also have something exciting to talk about this saturday we have our fair entries yes. or not technically drop off yet uh but the first step of us run ruling the fair this year mm -hmm. uh, yeah i'm really excited i'm really excited and it's not gonna happen tonight because well we're an hour and a half away at baseball but tomorrow night I want to look and see, because if we, we have to drop them. Okay, hear me out. So we have mm -hmm. to go and register on Saturday. Do I have to commit to which projects I'm registering for by Saturday? You don't have to, but you have to commit to what category? Okay. Does that make sense? So. Pressure's on is what I'm hearing. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to do a scarf, they will register you for one entry for the scarf category because you can't enter more than one project per category. So if you're doing a blanket, then you have to enter a blanket and register for a blanket. Uh, okay, so here's what I'm debating. I'm getting... For everybody that hasn't listened up until now, let me just give you a quick rundown here. In the next three weeks, we have three birthdays in our family coming in hot. Mm -hmm. Sarah's got vacation. We are moving out of state. I've got to enroll the kids in school. We're entering fair projects. I mean, we're in the thick of it here. If there were a summer to be doing it, we are doing it all right now. <laughs> we may not survive till the end of August. We may not. 
but I'm we're going hard. We're going hard, hard to try here. So <laughs> what I'm thinking is, um, I was looking at the knitting categories, and there's obviously scarf. Mm-hmm. I think that I have a scarf. Oh, man, this is going to be so rambunctious. So I don't have to turn them in, though, until next week, though, right? Like, physically mm -hmm. them. Right, until the 15th. Trying to secure some last-minute extra credit book reports and committing to reading, like, Gone with the Wind by next Friday or something. Um, It's a little, it's a little bit much, but I'm thinking I could do the Ultimate Warrior thing. Mm -hmm. As my other not categorized above. Yeah. The scarf and the scarf category. And then it says baby afghan or baby blanket, I think. So what size does that need to be? Because I have a 10-stitch blanket I've been working on for Gatlin that is probably close enough that I could cast it off and finish it to enter it as a baby blanket and then just pick back up where I left off to make it bigger that I want for him. Because it's a 10-stitch, so you just pick up and yeah. might and keep going. Um 30 inches by 30 inches is what I usually use for a baby blanket. Okay. Then shoot. We might even already be there. I think I'm going to do all three then. Because okay. I just I get my bang for my buck out of this. If we're going right. to do we're going to do it. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I might even get fancy and try to like, I don't know, crochet on a border or I don't know. That's a little bit much. Brittany, maybe not. Calm it down. <laughs> crazy you're gonna see me at work and be like Brittany you haven't slept in days what's going on I'm like got this blanket on Sarah uh, <laughs> but I love the baby blanket that you're making for the other fair I really like the coloring that you've chose for that thanks I did not need to buy that yarn when I that was not what I was there for <laughs> I do what feel that uh, <laughs> this is real so oh um I'm glad you mentioned that. I need you to figure out what yarn. Come and take a bag full of every color you could desire before we go. Because I'm not taking it all with me. If you are local and you to our podcast and you know that where we are when I say local, uh, DM me if you want some worsted weight yarn. I am not joking. Not joking. Yeah. I, gosh, I, I also don't know any more yarn than Brett. I've got so I've got like my yarn wall happening here but then I have six more totes of yarn <laughs> plastic totes. Okay yeah that's a problem well okay so back to square one here if you're listening and you're local and you want free yarn beep 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 free yarn hit me up um if you're not local I just don't even know what shipping would cost and if I'm being honest I feel like I don't probably have time to fit that in my schedule so, sorry if you're not local. I would love to give you yarn, too. But if not, I'm going to donate it to, like, the school art teachers or something. Yeah, I bet they would definitely take it. it. But I cannot take it all with me. And if you have listened to us for a year and a half now, you know that I actually kind of despise worsted weight yarn, which is what a good majority of this is. I plucked out enough of what I'm going to need for my second half of the year temperature blanket. Okay. Which, uh, yesterday, I finally had my first color change in, and today I'm back to the OG color. So really keeping it uh chugging along in my blue ocean waves of color how's yours coming oh, i haven't started yet i've been working on that baby blanket but i've got all the noted in my phone okay well i'm gonna like start it on friday for you i mean you'll be caught up in one day my problem is last time 
I got behind in the first half of the year, and I will be the first to admit, once I was behind, and I already kind of hated all my colors, I had no desire to really catch myself back up. So, like, I was still working in March, and in May, I was still working on April, and then I didn't really get past much of May. So, this time, I am committed to just trying to get myself back in the habit of doing it every day, no matter what. Yeah. Um. Well, so, last night, I worked on that baby blanket until about midnight and then tonight we're doing the podcast and then my goal is to finish the baby blanket tonight because I've only got like 10 more rows left the new pictures we will post that too uh when you get it done okay and then tomorrow and Thursday are probably going to be transcript nights and then Friday will be my catch up my temperature blanket night so but this is good because as we're talking about hobbies that become your side hustles um, we have a lot of unique, I'll call them side hustles. You know, we've talked about it, I think, before we do some transcripting uh, in the evening sometimes. Um, we both type a lot in our daily jobs. A lot. And as angry, we're really fast typers. <laughs> so kind of, again, turning not a hobby per se, but something that doesn't really take a lot of effort into a side hustle because... You know, like Sarah said, she has that planned out for Wednesday and Thursday night, doing some transcripts. That's extra money. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like in this economy, at least here where we're at in America, the economy's crazy. The world is crazy. Let's be real. Uh, and without getting into all of that, just because we love fun things and yarn and not, you know, craziness, it doesn't hurt to have some extra side hustle income. So, I don't know. What do you think your biggest side hustle crochet pieces are is it like hats and scarves or do you make your most bang for your buck on baby blankets that I know you really despise I honestly think in the well it really depends on the year I guess because there's always like a new every year so like the one year it was messy bun hats and then um last year it was the scarves with the little button clasp thing oh, okay like a. Uh... They call them something else in some of my UK groups. I'm yeah. trying to, like a cowl with like a. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it was. So it's, it's called the winter wishes scarf, which I'm sure probably a majority of our crochet listeners have probably bought on Etsy because it was like the pattern last year or the year before. Um, and then the pocket shawls, those were huge one year. Um, a pocket but, at um at festivals and craft fairs in the fall biggest sellers probably ear warmers because oh. they're pretty cheap and I've got like 10 zillion of them in different colors and I usually only sell them for if they're older ones I just want to get rid of usually like five bucks if they're newer ones or the yarn was maybe a little bit um, or I only have like a couple of them like seven or eight dollars so those are usually pretty quick to go and eat because I find that a lot of people look for things that are under ten bucks so like nine dollars and under you can usually get a lot of uh, people wanting those but once it gets like ten dollars and over they start not wanting them as much which I get because you know people bring a certain amount of money with them a lot of times um, craft fairs and festivals and things and they would rather probably spend that seven dollars on a corn dog 
<laughs> you know? I, know. I know I would. <laughs> too, but I think $10 or under is a good price point too, because a lot of people I feel like don't feel as guilty staying under that price point. Right. Would maybe justifying like a $20 or $30 purchase or even like a $50 if it's, you know, something big, yeah. but it's color, like it's cute, it's trendy, it's colorful or matches there, whatever, but it's still not a guilty price. Right. And a lot of people just want something to take home from with them. That's how I am a lot of times too, when I'm not selling anything, but shopping is a lot of times, like, I just want to buy something small for maybe like a little artisan or seller or whatever i've never really been much of one to hit up like the direct sales booths but i really am into handmade stuff and a lot of times i will try to get something you know if it's not very much money just get something well and i appreciate that you know back in the day i had my hair bow making venture which i still love hair bows Mm -hmm. but it was hard to compete because you would have the booths that, like my stuff, I literally sat for hours and hand-wrapped and sewed and glued and made these bows. But then the booth next to us, that first year we were at Lucasville, she had a whole booth of like thousands of bows, probably bought in bulk from China. Yeah. That's hard to compete with because although people see my homemade stuff, I mean, it's not five bows for $5, you know what I mean? Because my that so i appreciate people that shop like that and i try to do the same to just support handmade goods and you know direct sales is okay i know that a lot of people love it or we've both done it so we're not hating on it (laughs) it it wasn't for us right Um, and we've tried like multiple things too so not even just that it was just one company that wasn't a good thing just the whole the whole thing, you know, if you're young and maybe you don't have kids or busy lives, definitely, you know, you can make somebody doing that just like anything. It's what, you know, what you want to put into it and get out of it. But we've decided that we'd rather sell our own goods. And mm-hmm. I don't know, for me, knitting, I think I get a lot of requests for like cotton goods, dishcloths and um, scrubbies and things like that. Uh, hand towels. Um I like to make things like ear warmers and small knits because I'm just so dang slow that for me, at least gives me a sense of accomplishment. Like, I mean, a scarf will take me a couple months to make. So I'm like, dang it, still working on this scarf over here. And I, the little stuff I feel like, you know, is a good price point, but also for me, it keeps me entertained that like, I, I don't know if I, if it takes me too long to make something, I feel like I have no sense of accomplishment. I'm just a little too ADHD to where I have to make something small and just move on. (laughs) I can't look at the same thing day in and day out. Yes, that's me too. Shoot, I've had some things in timeout for like a year because I just was like, nope, can't even look at you right now. You just stay in that bag. Yeah. I'll come back to you next decade and see how I'm feeling. (laughs) Um, Actually, no, the first start of the first half of this year, temperature blanket, and I also justified this. So... One of Sarah's temperature blankets for the first half of the year, she gifted to me, which I'm super excited about, but also gave me sheer reasoning of not needing the first part of the temperature blanket I started out with. And like I said, it only went up to part of May anyway, but the other day I just straight cut it off and Jeff was like, did you just cut that yarn? <laughs> but shocked. 
And I was like, sure did. Scrap, scrap. You know what I mean? Like, I was just done with that thing. Done with it. Um, but now it's funny because now that I'm all jazzed up about this second round and I'm really trying to be more committed to doing it, he's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard it before. You know, he keeps giving me a super hard time, but I don't know. I think I just, I think I'm going to enjoy the coloring of this one more. Like you said, you know, you're doing your bright, cheery colors. I think I felt obligated to do my blanket. Oh, well, I, okay. So I committed to it too soon. So when I was looking up temperature blanket patterns and things, not patterns, color schemes, um, on, uh, Pinterest, I kept seeing the same ones where they were like blues and temperatures, like reds for the hot temperatures. It wasn't until after I had already bought all that yarn that I saw that like people were using other color schemes. So then I was mad at myself because I was like, I should have just looked around more. But now I know for next time. I agree. And I feel the same. The first time around, I did very similar just based on the yarn that I already had at home. You know, kind of primary colors, cool colors for the cool temps, warm colors for the hot temps, which, again, totally cool. But doesn't really ever match anyone's, like, color scheme for their living room or bedroom, maybe for their bedroom. I don't know. But all of them, I feel like, that turn out in those colors look very, like, 60s to me. Um, but I, I'm excited for your bright colors. I'm excited. The ocean colors. Um, I feel like I'm kind of copying a little bit. Ashley from the Heirloom Nook, we love you. But I'm kind of copying your colors. I'm sorry. I loved your blanket so much that you have made. Um, but I'm going for an oceany look. So that's what mine's going to look like. We'll post pictures when it's not just... Five days in of blue. Uh, lots of lots of ocean out there for me here. But it'll be exciting. Yeah. I had to do kind of a different chart this time around too because my temperatures don't range as widely in my new location. Yeah. I had a different um, chart for my temperatures also so that I could switch them up a little bit more than I did on the last one. Mine is a little less, but my new location doesn't typically have any temperatures, like, below zero. Yeah. Ohio's really dramatic and likes to go from, like, you know, 40 degrees to negative 35 the next day. So I feel like I needed more colors. But this time I kind of just tried to keep it basic. And I think I've got six total colors. And then I thought about maybe adding a border at the end just to seal the deal. We'll see. Again, feeling a little more adventurous ahead of the time. <laughs> I think I'm going to do my next one as a ripple blanket also. Like the red one. I, just uh, I think that that'll look great. I found a pattern. Well, actually, uh, one of the people in our group, if you're not in our group and you want to be, you can join us. Uh, search it up on Facebook Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast year-long stitch-a-thon. Uh, it is a bit of a doozy, long name, but you'll definitely know it's us because there's nothing out there with a similar name. Um, but one of our uh, folks in the group there had recommended to me a pattern called Feather and Fan, which is a knit version pretty similar to like a Ripple-style blanket. Oh. It's really pretty. I decided not to go that route because oh. it's not something I think I could remember right off the rip and I just want a little more mindless for this but I think what I'm going to end up doing is I'm, I'm making my own pattern that sounds ridiculous but I'm going to try to do like 
five rows of just regular garter stitch, like knit stitching on both sides. Mm -hmm. And then for the rest of July, after today, the 5th, I'm going to do like the first five stitches um, knit and then do it to where the next is stockinette all the way over to the last five stitches. And stockinette curls really bad on the edges just naturally. Oh. So if you don't do the knit stitching as like a border to kind of hold it flat, it won't it won't do its thing. But my my plan is so the stockinette stitch kind of looks like the braided on one side and then just knit on the other side. Mm -hmm. So for the rest of July, I'll do it to where like the you know the pearled looking side is one and knit is the other and then reverse it for the following month. Oh okay. And then just keep the border stitches along. And then the last five days of the year, I plan to do all knit stitching again for the top border. Oh, okay. my head it all sounds like it's really going to work out. I'm super I bet optimistic it will. here for the second half of the year. I don't see any reason why it won't. It sounds very logical. Yes. So we shall see. Again, join us there. Even if you're not making a temperature blanket, it's a really fun crowd. We like to just. I don't know, kick ideas around and patterns and colors and things. So uh fun group. You can find us again, it's on Facebook, Needle Sucks and Dirty Lux Podcast Year Long Stitchathon. Um, but tune in next week also because I can't wait to come back and tell how the fair registrations went. Yes. Um, so excited for this. And I know we've got some listeners that also do fair entries. Uh Caroline with the Craft Parenting Podcast. I'm you. Um so, are you guys entering the fair? Tell us all about it. We want to know what it's winter registration and winter fairs around the state of Ohio. They're kind of some different counties are going on simultaneously uh, at the same time all over the state. So, um, ours is coming up in the next two weeks, um, but we want to find out what you're doing. So, when is when is your other county fair? Um, it starts July thirty first. Okay, so right off the heels of this one. So that's perfect timing. Mm. Um, I love it. I'll have a fair vacation and another fair. I mean, does it get any better? <laughs> I'm not sure it does. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, tune in next week for our fair updates. And we'll check in on our temperature blankets. And hopefully have some pictures of Sarah's baby blanket finished up, too. Um yeah, I'm hoping to get that done tonight. Okay, well, good. I will be looking for pictures. So find us on social media, um, Facebook, our Twitter, our, well, Twitter, we don't really use a lot, but we do have one. Um, our TikTok, our Instagram, our Messenger, they're all the same, at NeedlesHooksDL. Um, or if you want to email us, we would love that. Uh, our email is spelled all the way out, just like it sounds, NeedlesHooksAndDirtyLooks at gmail.com. Um, Lastly, I know Sarah mentioned it last week. I'm going to bring it up again. We really want your feedback on what you guys want to hear from us. So give us some ideas for our next episode. Obviously, you know, we're going to keep you posted on our day-to-day -day life, no matter what other topics we talk about. But we would really love for you to tell us what you want to learn more about or hear more about as it relates to, you know, knitting and crochet or yarn projects. Um, I don't know. We like your ideas and we want to hear from you. Yeah. 
So join us next week for all the other updates, and hopefully we'll have a fun topic. We'll shout you out. If you send us a fun topic to cover, we will totally shout you out on here. So hit us up at needleshooks.io or needleshooksanddirtylooks at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.